Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way back again with you guys for another show after Arsenal have demolished Tottenham Hotspur 3-1. What a day. I'm joined by Umar. How you doing, mate? Are you well? Good, man. Kissing that badge. Kissing that badge. What, we, well, I don't know why we were worried. I don't know why we were worried, but oh, I love it. I, I know why we were worried, because we could have lost. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, we didn't. That's why I hate these games, mate. I despise the North London derby, the build-up to it, the apprehension, how the nerves that you feel during these games. Honestly, uh, it's, it's horrible. But when you get an early goal, as we did, and then another early goal, followed by another goal in half, before half-time, it does settle those nerves. What a performance. What a performance. Honestly, like... You know my neighbour, yeah? He's a Tottenham fan. And two weeks ago, I was in the car and he just knocking on my door and he's like, oh, Arsenal 20th in the table, Tottenham number one. And I was like, just in my head, keep calm, keep my calm. We know, we know how it's going to go. And look what happened. I can't even hear a peep from him next door. It's probably going back to bed. But no, honestly, what a, what a performance, Tom. Um, honestly, um, Arsenal, Arsenal demolished them. From the first get-go, they were all over Tottenham, hurrying them, pressing from the front. The performances of Smith Rowe, um, Martin Odegaard, Aubameyang. I can't even fault one player because mm-hmm. they knew they knew what it is like to play in a North London derby. And they were impressive. And I can't fault anyone. Such an amazing performance that I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight, honestly. <laughs> sleep without a worry in the world. Uh, hello to everyone that's joining us in the chat box, joining us live on Facebook and on Twitter and on YouTube as well. If you haven't already, please do drop a like on our Match Reaction show and subscribe to The Arsenal Way if you haven't already. You can, of course, also follow us at The Arsenal Way M52. So do go follow us over there on Twitter. There's some amazing performances that we need to talk about. Chatbox, I'm sure you'll join us to go through each and every single one. And there's only one place to start for me, and it wasn't a man that I was expecting to be talking about in too many glowing terms prior to kickoff, Umar. Granite Xhaka brought back into the team a captain's display today, you have to say. I didn't mean that to rhyme so beautifully, but it did. <laughs> what a performance. Uh, Granite, he proved that I was wrong. And to be fair, Tom, like I saw I saw you uploaded a piece mm. prior, pre-game and like you were kind of against the side, like Shaka playing, but yep. he proved yourself wrong. He proved myself mm. wrong. He was fantastic. He's a leader. And in terms of derby games, he's always, he always, he knows what he is. He thrives on that atmosphere. And again, in the middle of the park alongside Thomas Pye, he was sensational. He was winning every single ball. He was getting into challenges. He was progressive with the ball. And like even that goal, the second goal, Shaka, it was Shaka that started it. And we go down the other end. What a counter-attack. What a counter-attack. But he was, he was fantastic. And again, it's a shame um, because I'm hearing that his injury could be quite serious. It could be mm. a potential um, uh, a ligament injury, which which would be quite damaging because we are already light as it is in midfield. And obviously, the African Cup of Nations will be um, 
hopefully I think will be taking place um, in the coming months. So um, we can't do Shaka to be honest. So fingers crossed. Um, it's not too serious, but um, aside from his injury, he was fantastic. And he dominated Hoiberg, he dominated Ndombele, and it was it was just Shaka and party. And like Tottenham couldn't even get near him. Mm-hmm. And so what a performance. Shows that Arteta knows more than we do. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, like that piece I put out before the, the, the lineup, I thought it was divisive as a selection. It divided the fan base. You saw the amount of reaction there was online from just the lineup being announced. And it was a risk. You have to say it's a risk. He's been cold. He's been out for three games because of a silly red card he got at Manchester City. It was always going to be a risk to throw him into a very frenetic North London derby, but he was calm. He was composed. He won great challenges. Sure, he did the few fouls that you always expect from a Granite Jacker performance. You're always going to get that. But he was excellent. His passing was great. His recovery pace was... I mean, pace, recovery pace. We don't talk about that with Granite Jacker, but he got back and defended really really well now of course we have to talk about the man standing roll sliding rather right there absolutely akin to the guy right there amazing performance from Aubameyang something that he has really needed not so much just like getting on the end of chances but being involved in the build-up pressing getting back I was the amount of times I saw him in our own defensive third and in defense supporting those defenders it's just that that was again a captain's display from him Aubameyang turned up he turned up today. There was a lot of doubters. I was hearing pre-tour people wanted maybe possibly Lacazette to start up front because obviously Lacazette pre-game had a great record against Spurs, but you can't drop the captain. He's the focal point of the team and he was fantastic today. Like you said, Tom, he was scurrying all over the pitch. Defensive responsibilities were fantastic. Um, that, that assist to um, get the goal with the second goal, mm. it's just, it's just he, he, he done everything you wanted in a strike-up. Like he pressed, um, he was backs against the wall at times with the defence. He never gave up. His goal, Aubameyang, he he turned up today. He turned up today and hopefully, fingers crossed, that will instill a bit of confidence in him. And now he can keep that momentum in the coming weeks. Obviously, we'll go to Brighton next week and hopefully he can continue with his performance because he's a world-class striker. He knows where the goal is. He's done it for many years. He's done it for Arsenal. He's done it for Borussia Dortmund. Everywhere he's been, he's got a great track record and he has had a lot of critics in previous months um, because due to his below-par performances. But today, he turned up when we needed to turn up and yeah, he made North London red again. So yeah, I'm loving it. He didn't make it North London red again, Omar. He continued North London being that's red. It. That's that's, it. that's that's the tweet, if you want to send it out. <laughs> that's what they'd say. Um, of course, two players that need to be challenged to get more goals and contribute to more goals with assists. Emil Smith-Rowe, Bukayo Saka, both of them, one goal, one assist each. Really great display from them as well, and they're proving those doubters wrong. I mean, Saka himself, I think he hasn't scored in the Premier League for something like 18 or so games. And it was his first goal in that many fixtures. So getting him on the score sheet, playing on the right-hand side, remember, as well. I mean, do you think that right-hand side has got to be that nailed-on position for him now? 100%. Saka on the right-hand side is cash money, honestly. He he, he, he was fantastic today. I was, there was a lot of doubters pre-game. There's a lot of talk in the media that Saka wasn't back to his best, obviously, his penalty miss in the Euros. But you've got to remember, he's just a kid at the end of the day. He's playing for Arsenal, a massive club. And obviously, he's going to have dips in form. But again, when we need him today, he was fantastic on the right-hand side. Smith-Rowe on the left-hand side provided the balance. 
last season against Tottenham against Mifro was fantastic and Odegaard in number 10 and what I like between those three players they interchange they don't just stick in one position they go across the different positions. Saka will go into Smith-Rowe's position. Smith-Rowe will go into Saka's position. And that caused Tottenham numerous of problems. But Saka, again, fantastic performance. He was just he was just causing so many problems. Like I think Fenrigolion at times, he was thinking, what am I doing here? I'd rather be stuck at home because the amount of problems that Saka was causing him. But yeah, again, fantastic performance. And hopefully he can continue that because he's Starboy. Starboy 1, we go in Smith-Rowe, Starboy 2 in Saka. So we're loving it at the moment. Sam Dresser asking, does Pepe get back in the team? Not even brought off the bench today. He's had a decent start to the season, in my opinion. He's not exactly been bad. Like you were saying, does he deserve to be dropped? Arguably, Saka deserved to be dropped more based upon some of his kind of lacklustre displays. Looked really lively when he came on against Wimbledon. The manager's put the faith in him and it's been absolutely paid back to him. So Pepe getting back into the team, it's tricky to say how he might. Maybe he'll have to fight for his place. And that's what you want. You want competition for places. You want it to be a headache for the manager when it comes to picking the team. Going kind of into the back line now, Tommy Asu uh, at right back. This guy doesn't have a bad performance in, does he? It just continues to impress, continues with that consistency. And ironically, coming up against Emerson Royale, didn't start for Spurs, had to come on at half time. I mean, what a pick he's been this summer. It shows, it shows, like in the summer transfer, window, obviously all the Arsenal was, fans were saying, we should get Emerson Royal, we should get Emerson Royal, we need the right back, why don't we go for Emerson Me, Royal? I did, I say it, I said it, yeah. Put my hands up, I was, I was the same, but again, it shows that sometimes us fans don't know best, and mm. maybe uh, the recruitment, the recruitment again, it's been proven, right? Tommy Yasu, he's come in, and I said in the stream um, a few weeks ago with Bailey, I was on, I said he reminds me of Bakri Sanya. Like he just mm. does the job. He does the job. He's polished. He he's not like the biggest of names in our team, but that that shows why he's so good because he just does his job. He defenses. He knows what his responsibilities are. He's unnerved. He's unfazed. And again, it was a dominant performance. And he's he's going to be a cult hero. He is going to be a cult hero. Mm, absolutely, I love the fact that he just he's so uh humble in his play like he's he doesn't look like he would he's like egotistical in any way he just knows what his job is he does his job he'll play wherever he wants i mean did you listen to the interviews that he did when he joined and he was talking about like if the manager said you want to you need to play up front it was like i'll play up front i'll play wherever he does what he's told he's got absolute discipline absolute understanding of his role and what he needs to do and arsenal have needed someone like that someone that is just uncompromising in the role that they have and and tommy asu is absolutely um <laughs> Greg suggesting Tommy Asu making Emerson look like, well, I'll, I'll let you know, leave that your imagination there. Um, Chris is loving uh, Tommy Boy at the back. Uh, Ashwin says, Cedric and Chambers know they won't play if Tommy Asu is fit. No one is knocking him out of the team. Jonathan says, delighted for Tommy means a lot to me as an Asian Arsenal supporter. It's just fantastic. It shows obviously that, that the, the variety, the cultural variety in the Arsenal team still. We were one of the first teams, of course, to have, I think, a side that included no English players back under Arsene Wenger. And that's continued. And you can see kind of the... the it's something I want to bring in, actually, is the unity in the squad. Because Arteta's team was being questioned. Arteta himself was being questioned if he'd lost the dressing room. Did that team that fought today and pressed like Martin Odegaard leading from the front look like a team that he'd lost the dressing room? They look absolutely behind him, don't they? 
Hundred percent. It was it was similar situation last week at Burnley at Turf Moor. You go into Burnley and they were amazing. They were up for the fight, even though Burnley is a difficult place to go. But they were going into challenges. They were fighting for the course. And again, North London derby. They done the same. And what I loved, like you said, going back to unity. They, they play for each other. They, they, there's no like uh, egotistical player who's playing for themselves. I saw the back line after the celebrations, after the game, Arteta going to the club photographer and hugging him. And then you see him hugging Inzi Maitland-Niles, who was on the way out, him hugging Aubameyang, who apparently had problems with Arteta. So mm-hmm. there, there is unity in this squad. And defence, I, I think it starts from the defence. That defence, I love, honestly. Aaron Ramsdale, he had a lot of critics. From me, from a lot of yeah. people, we, we weren't sure if he was the right signing. But boy, I love that guy. I love his passion. I love the way he, he celebrates a goal like he scored the goal. And again, what I say from Lucas Moura as well. Because if that goes in, I'm honestly, I'm behind the sofa and I'm thinking, no, 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 not again. Yeah. But he was fantastic. And I agree with you, Tom. I think the unity at the moment, and hopefully we can, fingers crossed, keep that momentum going. Because right now I'm liking what I'm seeing. Aaron Ramsdale, let's just, again, just linger on him for a second because I, £24 million for a keeper that had been relegated three times had got the supporters very much questioning that decision. And this seemed like a game, and Ramsdale's included in that, where just narratives were proven wrong, just different lines of thought with with Xhaka, with Mikel Arteta's style of play that we've struggled to see, that was so clear to see today. Ramsdale's signing Tommy Asu being brought on the final day thinking oh we need an Emerson or we need a Max Ahrens who again was very poor against Arsenal when we played against Norwich just everything that we've questioned ever since kind of that Manchester City defeat is now really being proven right in favour of Arteta and in favour of the club and you genuinely have to just say fair play like we've said time after time you can have criticisms you can criticise as much as you like the club it's your right as a fan to have an opinion but the bottom line is, is that you always, if it is a negative opinion towards the club, want it to be proven wrong. You want it to be proven to the direction that we are going to progress, that Arteta can succeed. I very much was of the opinion after the Villarreal elimination that I thought a change of coach was the right thing. And up until today, I was still very much on that idea because I had yet to see a style of play, had yet to see decisions made in consistent kind of parameters that were consistent and correct, if that makes sense. The point being is that He's changing my mind through consistent displays and now a clear style which is being shown on the pitch. I agree. I agree with you. Obviously, we started the season. Um, we lost, obviously, to Brentford. Then we had the back-to-back games against um, Chelsea and City. And he kept saying, he kept saying, just wait for it. We've had a lot of problems with um, COVID. We've had a lot of injuries. And I don't have the options I have at the moment. And right now, we've had the players back. Gabriel is finally back. He's got a partnership with Ben White going. Kieran Tierney, Touchwood, he's, he's, he seems to be back at his best. Party's back, which is a key, key integral part of the team. And there is there is a bit of a style, like you said. In the, we, we blistered Tottenham in, in the mm. opening 20, 25 minutes. They couldn't even get anywhere near us. We were quicker to every single ball. And like you said, there was a style, um, what Arteta always says. And obviously, I don't want to go back to them and trust the process, but maybe, <laughs> as, fans, maybe as fans, we should we should be thinking about trusting the process. Because um, last week, I saw a lot of defensive um, astuteness to the team. And today, I saw a lot of attacking quality as well. 
So if we can combine that to um, heading into the next couple of months, um, I'm, I'm, I'm more positive than I was, um, say, a couple of months ago. We're going to go into the chat box while I give Umar an opportunity to turn a light on uh, in his room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into the chat box briefly. Let's go to Akindele, who says, Tomiyasu, man of the match for me. Great performance. Locked everything down. Um, pra uh, Praktika says, rate the summer transfer window. Now, I said, and I've previously been on record saying that I rated the window, Umar, about 7 out of 10. Six signings come in. We failed to get quite a lot of players out the door. Uh, and those six players we looked at as going, did they really progress the starting lineup? Well, Ramsdale looks an upgrade on Leno. Tomiyasu looks an upgrade at right back. Ben White proving people wrong. His aerial duel against Harry Kane led to Arsenal's first goal. Sambi Lokonga looks to add real strength in depth, and we might need that now that Granit Xhaka has seemingly got this terrible injury. Martin Odegaard has been an absolute dynamite of a presser for our front line and has shown real creativity. And Tavares is the backup that we needed to Kieran Tinney and has looked bright, got man-of-the-match performance against Wimbledon when he played. Does that do I have to think about increasing my seven out of ten rating, or does the absence of a real top quality central midfielder and the lack of sales still mean that I'm right to sit at a seven? Do you think? I'd give it. I'd probably go up a notch, give an eight, because at the at the end of the day, um, like myself, a lot of fans, we saw the signings, we thought maybe it's a bit underwhelming. From the names, names point of view, mm. you look at Nuno Tavares, you look at Sambi Lokonga, you look at even Aaron Ramsdale, Ben White. It's not the names you think it's going to get you out of the seat. However, what what as what as fans that what we're seeing right at the moment is as performances. Performances are what truly matters, and our players, our new signings have been excellent. Like go back to Ramsdale, it's probably the Ramsdale show, but like he's come in. And he's he's just he gives me confidence, which Leno didn't. Like I I trust him. Had that confidence when Emmy Martinez was in goal, and now I've got that confidence back in Ramsdale. And the squad is young. It is really really young. And like I said, few transfer windows. If we can keep these players together, if we can add um, a couple of signings here and there, in a couple of years we go back to what Edu was saying. We go back to what Arteta was saying. This squad, this squad could be could be causing a lot of teams problems because you just need to keep them together because they are a squad and like you said in terms of going back to unity, there there is a unity within that squad and hopefully we can keep them around for a couple of years and then we can challenge because I'm confident. Tim Jallo asking the question and we are going to go through quite a few of your questions now in the chat box so if you do have some questions please do throw them in we're going to be around for another 10 or so minutes Tim Jallo asking when your biggest dilemma is which HLM boy to pick for the man of the match Saka or Smith Rowe Umar who are you picking Tim you can't you can't be giving me that question to be honest such a difficult I question and I have. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm going to go I'm going to go Smith Smith Rowe I thought he was he the was Smith. excellent. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought he was excellent, to be honest. On the left-hand side as well, prior to the game, I was more Pepe. I was saying Pepe maybe should play because he offers a goal-scoring threat. But again, it shows how much I know because Smith Rowe silenced me with the goal. So I'd give him because his all-round game, he was fantastic, to be fair. Like he was hiring defensive responsibilities, was on point. He was causing Tottenham problems. So it is quite quite difficult to choose between the two but if I had to choose I'd go a mil yeah 
Um, Amadouk says, I have one question and one question only. What do we think of Tottenham? Now, me and Umar are contractually bound to be professional, but Chatbox, you do not have that contractual arrangement. So feel free to answer Amandeep any way you like in the chat box. Wesley Smith says, what was your opinion on Xhaka today? He still looks like he's very risky and I would rather have Lukonga in there. Wow, that is a controversial statement. Looks risky. Do you agree with Wesley there? To be fair, Wesley might be getting his wish because obviously if the injury is as serious as it is, then we could be seeing a bit more of Lokonga in the coming months. However, Shaka, Shaka, like, he's, he's hot and cold with Shaka. Like today, fantastic performance, 10 out of 10. In the Euros, he was world class. But if he plays next week, say against Brighton, there is still that lingering doubt he could do something stupid. But if I'm judging it on today, he was fantastic. I can't, I can't really criticize um, the, the player because he bore his heart on his sleeve and he was, he, he was, he was in everywhere: challenges, progressive ball, winning tackles. So no, no, Shaka today, I thought he was quality. Yeah. Sam Tresider, I'll take this one. Says, is it a confidence? Uh, is it coincidence? Sorry, that we are winning since having a fully fit squad. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you have to say who's who's come back into the lineup. You'd say Partey has obviously come back in. Uh, he didn't play against Manchester City, has but come back in obviously as a sub against Burnley, uh, or rather started against Burnley and came off the bench uh, against Norwich. And we've looked good. It was his introduction against Norwich that played the pass to get us the goal that won the game. He obviously played against Wimbledon and looked fantastic alongside Laconga. Has started today and bossed the midfield. You've got players like Erdogan being signed and brought back in. He's now fully fit and available. Tommy Asu being fully fit and available at right back. Xhaka coming in today after his suspension. Tierney remaining fit is a big thing for us as well. And Gabriel being back fit next to Ben White, who have both faced fitness and illness issues to keep them out. It's massive. So absolutely, it's not a coincidence that we're winning. It's a correlation that we've got our best players back and that we're winning. And MIR reaction asked Umar, do you think that we can now, with this team or with this seemingly clear style of play that we've got, can we keep that high performance up when we go and face Brighton and Palace and Villa? That's that's the question. So in previous, previous um, years gone by, in big games, we've got a good track record at home, especially. We turn up when it's big games because the players thrive in the atmosphere. But what I want to see is I want to see this continue heading into, like you say, Brighton, Palace and, and the games upcoming because it, it, it could be typical Arsenal next week. Brighton on a good run of form. They're playing really, really good and they're at the top on the table. They could go top tomorrow mm. if they beat Crystal Palace. So it'll be a difficult, difficult game with a Graham Potter side. However, I don't think we should fear them. We're, we're at the end of the day, we're Arsenal and we're, we've got three, four games on a winning momentum if you include Wimbledon. So we should be going there and we should be keeping this high level of performance, especially with the players, like you said, we have a fully mm -hmm. fit squad. Um, so um, no, no, I think we could, we can, we can keep this high performance from the day and hopefully we can keep this momentum going. Now, an interesting thing that just uh, has come to my mind, thinking obviously beating Spurs, what is described as a big six club. Mikel Arteta, of course, getting another victory in these types of games. At the 13th of May, prior to the start of this season, uh, he had a 38.1% win rate against these big six teams compared to Arsene Wenger. Uh, played 21, I think this was maybe in, his, in, in kind of that latter period where we described it as big six. 23.8% uh, win rate, uh, one point per 
game on average compared to Arteta as 1.28 points per game. That would have been affected, of course, by the losses to, to Chelsea and City, but the win against Spurs, again, bringing that up. He does seem to have this ability to galvanise Arsenal against these big teams, doesn't he? 100%. Um, you saw that when we won the FA Cup, we beat Man City and we beat Chelsea in the final. But Arteta does have a good track record, like you say, against big teams. To be fair with Arteta, prior to when he got the managerial role, he was head coach. He, 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 I was liking what I was seeing. Like in terms, he's, he's got a fresh mind, he's tactically astute and you can tell he prepares well and he thinks about what the opposition is going to provide. So what, what he's done since he's come in, especially against the big teams, because prior to when we were in Wenger's time, we were getting smashed left, right and centre. And it wasn't nice coming up against these teams because you knew what, what outcome would be. However, now we've got a manager who knows how to look at the other opponent. He's more aware. He's tactically astute. So it is good. So hopefully he can continue, but hopefully he can carry that on against the lesser teams as well, which is really important. Absolutely. We desperately need to see that. Just a quick score update for the Arsenal women's team. 2-0 up against Manchester City. Uh, thank you for that, Gregory, for pointing that out. Really good stuff um, from them after their brilliant opening day victory against Chelsea. Of course, very, uh, very good stuff all around from the Arsenal so far. We've got a few more minutes that we're going to go for, guys. So if you have any more questions, please be throwing them into the chat box. We're going to try and answer as many of them as we can. And if you have already, please do drop a like on today's video. And if you are new to the Arsenal way, where have you been? Do subscribe to the channel and we will continue bringing you daily Arsenal content, which tends to find, you know, some fun stuff and embarrassing things for me and Bailey, well, less so for Bailey when he beats me in these football showdown challenges. Part two of that coming out next week, by the way. You'll also get Arteta's press conference on the channel too soon as that is done. Venkatesh says Pepe isn't Arteta's signing. Saka proved why he could play as a right wing. Could you see Pepe leaving Arsenal, Uma? It's a difficult one. We forked out seventy-two million pounds on him, and um, mm. at the end of well, the day, Emery technically did. So exactly, <laughs> Emery technically did. But at the back end of last season, he was—I thought he was starting to come onto his own. He was starting to um, score more goals, provide assists, and his overall quality of play was good. But I don't think I don't think he will leave, because at the end of the day, like you said earlier, Tom, it's a squad game, mm. and we will need these players. Look, we're not even talking about Gabriel Martinelli. So there's a, we have a lot of talents amongst our ranks. We have Saka, we have Smith Rowe, we have Pepe, we have Martinelli. So and they're all young. They're all young, and their potential is crazy. So Saka, he did prove today that he can play right wing. I do like him in the right hand side, but um, I think Pepe, Pepe has still has still big still a big part to play for Arsenal, in my opinion. Emil Smith Rowe has just tweeted saying the best day of his life that's that is what you want to see that is that is the pure hatred of spurs being just ingrained in this team and you've got i love to see it fantastic stuff uh let's scroll up and get a couple more of your questions before we wrap up uh tulip says thoughts on arteta's substitution timings buzzing with the win just one criticism today should have used the subs earlier i mean do you change a winning formula? I mean, you could have argued that maybe the intensity dropped a little bit. We, we were so intense in the first kind of, well, the first 20 minutes especially, there was a little bit of a low and then we ended the half really strongly as well. Do you think that Arteta, again, may be a little bit culpable in terms of timings of subs or are we nitpicking at this point? Probably nitpicking. Maybe he could have maybe brought off uh, Shaka a bit earlier. Saka had a bit of cramp. Mm. Um, Shaka had, obviously, that injury kept him on maybe a bit 
Like, he had 10 minutes, he kept him on, which he could have taken him before. But at the end of the day, um, these things Arteta will learn. He's still young. He's still in his um, early stage of his career. And he will learn on, on the job, to be fair. And at the uh, end of did, the day... Sorry, Mark, just to cut across you, just where you mentioned Arteta there. Did, uh, were you like me? Did you, want a, did you think a change of manager was, at any point, the right decision? And are you now of a different mind? No, to be fair, Tom, I was, I was, I was like you, um, like last year, that Villarejo defeat, mm. the second leg especially, it hurt because we didn't really do nothing. And it was like, come yeah. on, attack, attack. This is such a perfect opportunity to win the Europa League and get back into the Champions League. Um, however, um, what, what I'm seeing for the past three games, um, I'm starting to like it again. I'm starting to get a bit of confidence. This season is going to be key. I don't know what fans want to see, what's a good what, what's a good finish for Arsenal at the end of the season, but I want to see a bit of progression. Mm. Even if we get in the top six, top five, which I think is feasible, it will be a good season. I don't think we'll get in the Champions League. I do want to get in the Champions League, but I think the top four are just are just too good at the moment. However, mm. as long as I see, like I said, something to go on in terms of a plan in place. Then, then I have a lot of hope because, like I said earlier on, within two years or so, maybe even next season, if we keep adding a bit of players every single transfer window, this squad, this squad has got potential to like kill it in a, in a couple of seasons. So, what can I say? To round off the show now, as Arsenal fans, we there's there's some things that we love. We love laughing at Spurs. We love laughing at Chelsea. We love laughing at Manchester United, um, quite specifically. Uh, and looking at the table, four points away from Manchester United, deemed one of the top four clubs, not just in the league, but supposedly one of the top four clubs in the world. Uh, and yet they've won just what I think was just one of their last four games. Four points ahead of us currently, uh, Umar. They go and play against Villarreal, uh, ironically a return of that Europa League final in midweek. They then play Everton, high-flying Everton at home. They then go to Leicester away before facing Atalanta in the Champions League, then play Liverpool, then play Spurs. It's a tough run of fixtures. Meanwhile, Arsenal have games against, as we've said, Brighton, Crystal Palace and Aston Villa. Is it, am I fanciful in saying that in three games' time you could see Arsenal ahead of Man United in the league, the supposed title challenges that are Manchester United? What do you think? No, no, you're not. 100%. I'm not scared of Manchester United. At the end of the day, they have Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not scared of what, <laughs> what, what they offer because at the end of the day, um, they, they haven't really done nothing in terms of management and stuff like that. So why should we be scared? So I think I'm positive going into the next couple of weeks, next couple of games. And uh, like I agree with you, I don't think you should be scared of Man United. I don't think I should be scared of Man United. And I don't think the whole Arsenal fan base should be scared of Man United. Mm. I agree. I agree. We rising, says Chris. Dave says Tommy Asu was his man of the match. And G Bro says the season is starting now. We are going to wrap things up there. But you don't have to go anywhere on the Arsenal way because if you want to check out Arteta's post-match press conference. You can get all of those live on the Arsenal. Not live, but you know, we're hitting you live as soon as feasibly possible on the Arsenal way. So make sure you are subscribed to the channel if you haven't already and make sure you watch back Arteta's presser. Do leave a comment in today's video letting us know who you think was your man of the match. It's a tough choice. There was plenty to choose from. Umar, absolute pleasure for you to join me as always, mate. Lovely, Tom. North London's red. Absolutely. 
blooming lootly. We love it. Amazing performance from the boys today. We will see you tomorrow morning at 9.30 for the Arsenal Agenda show. I'll be looking forward to breaking down plenty of what's been going on around Arsenal with the likes of Chris Wheatley and Kaya Karnak as well. And you can find more tactical breakdowns of Arsenal's performance against Spurs later on in the week. But as we said, our Tetris press conference coming up very soon on the Arsenal way. See you soon, guys. Have a fantastic day and keep following us down the Arsenal way. Hey!